Hey guys, this is Mo Sider from the Detroit Red Wings. You guys listen to Lockdown Red Wings. You're Locked On Red Wings, your daily podcast on the Detroit Red Wings. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Alright everybody, welcome back to the Lockdown Red Wings podcast. Today is Tuesday, February 9th, 2021 and the Detroit Red Wings have snapped an eight-game losing streak. We got awfully close to those double digits, but alas, Giovanni Smith exploded when the boys went down to Sunshine, Florida on a sleepy Sunday before the biggest sporting event of the year and laid the hammer with their first multi-goal win of the season to hand the Florida Panthers their first regulation loss of the season. All this, of course, comes without Tyler Bertuzzi. He's still out with an injury. No Anthony Mantha. No injury on that front. We'll get to that a bit later. Uh, And we'll get to all the other details uh, later on in the show. But first, I am Detroit sports writer Noel Bianchi. With me, as always, guiding the ship is the other host of this show, Ethan Smith. And he is a Kidney Stone survivor and a longtime Red Wings fan. Ethan, what's going on? Happy Tuesday. Happy Tuesday. It's good to be heard. It's good to see you. I uh, I didn't bet on the Chiefs, so that was good. I ended up ch- having a change of heart, and I, I went with the Bucks. So I'm I'm a happy camper today, big Tom Brady guy. And yeah, the Red Wings got a win in the same day. It was like two. It was like an eclipse. I know, right? I, you you don't you don't not bet on Tom Brady in the Super Bowl. Absolutely, nobody nobody gets rich betting on the betting against the Kansas City Chiefs, but you might get a little bit more rich if you don't bet against Tom Brady. So that's, that's how you're supposed to uh, figure that out. You can follow us on Twitter at LO underscore Red Wings. And if you enjoy this show, please share it with somebody you love that also loves the Red Wings. Rate, review, subscribe, all that good stuff. It's the only way to make sure that the episode is ready when you wake up each and every morning. And with the win, it's no longer a post-game poem of sadness, Ethan. Today, it is a post-game poem of happiness. Brian, if you can hit the music. Holy smokes, it really happened. The Red Wings won a game. Four to one. Yes, that's right. A three-goal victory claimed. No Mantha, no Bernier. They're still without Burt. Mark Stahl scored. Giovanni Medek bled hurt. With his fists and on the scoreboard. Gordie Howe hat trick, and I'm sure there's a few more. Left in the career of her first line king. And still, to the taxi squad he goes, so we don't have to pay him a thing. That's perfect. Uh, player of the game goes to Giovanni Smith. He did start on that first line. I think he only ended up with like 11 minutes or so, but he had a great start to the game. Uh, he eventually gets rewarded in the second with a goal for the third of his career. The first that he's actually able gotten to celebrate because he scored two goals last season, and uh, I believe they were both under the constraints of a five-goal deficit. So that was yeah. like kind of a bummer. Yeah. I'm happy. Got, I'm happy. He looked really happy when he scored it too. He that, did. That chip tooth grin. I know, like the the chip tooth with the mouth guard. That's such a look. I have you ever seen that before? A mouth guard that like follows the outline of his chip tooth? No, no, I don't. I I've actually like wanted to look up what that is because you see that a lot on players. They have like the, the really thin, but it's almost like a uh, like a, an impression kit that they use. I would have to imagine, and then that's what they use to form the mouth guard. Is yeah. what I is what I would have to imagine how that works because how else are you gonna get a perfectly formed chip tooth mouth guard. Yeah. The boiling water doesn't do that alone. 
No, definitely. Maybe they not. just have like a little bumper in there, you know? Yeah, right. Or like when he was forming, he just pressed that. Yeah, chip that's what right I thought. It. Yeah. <laughs> Who knows? I don't know. It looked it looked too sleek for it to be something that's just hand done like that. Uh, so he grabs an assist in the third as well, and then dummies Aaron Eckblad after crushing Mackenzie Weger. Some serious tension building between these two teams, by the way. I want to get to like this fight in a second because like there was a culmination of this on Sunday, but towards the end of the, f- the first series that these guys played, like there was some chippiness going back and forth. There was a hit, uh, I, I think from Rasmussen that started it all. And then it just kind of started going back and forth. Uh, and then today or Sunday, uh, it just started to like continue to mount again, started with a Radko Gudis hit on Luke Lendenning headshot, no call. Uh, and then later on in the game, Giovanni Smith comes over and just absolutely destroys Mackenzie Weger. Uh, he gets to the, he gets to the bench and he just, he's like throwing his stuff. He's like real mad. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and then Aaron Eckblad comes over to uh, defend his honor and Giovanni Smith lays the hammer again. Like if you go back and watch the video, I don't know if you notice this, but like, he's literally sm- like, he's having a good yeah. time smiling. He was and talking also, to him too in the beginning of it. Yeah. And his form was unreal. Like that yeah. dude was like legit boxing and uh, it was sick. Yeah, no, I loved it. I'm, I was more surprised that I've seen Eckblad fight before. But I mean, he's like 6'5, 230. Like, he's not a small guy. He just has no idea how to fight or how to, sorry, fight in the NHL. He has absolutely no idea. Do you know the last time that he fought a Red Wing? Or, well, actually, I don't know if this is true, but the most recent time that I remember that he fought was a Red Wing? Luke Glendening. He fought Luke Glendening and Luke Glendening beat his ass. I don't know why he thought he could, he could stand in there and throw with Giovanni Smith. Um, it's nice that he's actually not afraid to throw hands, but he's just not good at yeah. it. Yeah. I mean, he was sticking up for his teammates. So like that, that is yeah. a nice thing. We will give him some on that. And um, honorable mention, Mark Stahl had his first goal of his Red Wings career. Uh, <laughs> that was really funny. Uh, Thomas Grice gets his first win as a Red Wing. He was awesome. Stopped 36 to 37. He, he was phenomenal. And it was like, it came on the heels of like two not so good games, right? Like the, uh, the, the first game in Tampa, we kind of touched on there were some goals you couldn't do anything about it. There were other goals that or I think the third goal we were kind of talking like one of those, you kind of want to have, he ends up coming out of the game. And then on Friday night, uh, because we're not going to touch on the, the Tampa Bay game uh, all too much. It was a lot more of the same, but on Friday night, like they didn't play that bad. They lose uh, three to one, but like the game winning goal was just not, not very good uh, on Grice's end. The actually, goalie corner segment what did you think about that goal on friday night i believe it was barclay goudreau's first goal tonight yeah it was in my opinion i mean i could be wrong i there wasn't a view um that they showed that was like behind him because usually when i see that you can easily pick up screens a lot more but when the puck's moving as fast as it did how it went from one side of the offensive zone quickly back on that one touch pass over um, when you're moving across and there's guys in front of you, it could be tough. It could be tough to track the puck. So, and the way it looked is one, there was a screen in front, a moving screen in front. Um, and then as well, I mean, well, the puck was just blasted, but it was a one touch pass to a one timer. And when you have to go from left to right and then back left, it can get a little confusing sometimes. I mean, I, I mean, well, I, or- 
what did the uh so the thing about the the pass and the shot actually was a, it was like a bit of a knuckler like when yeah. that comes off the stick does that make it hard to see because of the rotation like is there anything to that because i i wondered if that had something to do with it too it's not so much picking it up off of that um if anything it'll just it, it's if the speed is consistent, it doesn't really matter uh, if it's wobbling or not. Um, but what it can do is sometimes when you have a knuckler coming at you like that, it does. Sometimes it'll take a bit of a bit of a dip. Sometimes it could, if it's moving just above the ice and as it's rotating, it hits the ice. Then that can cause a change in direction. So, I mean, there's a lot to those, and especially when it's just like a, a one-touch pass to that one timer. I'm sure it was an amalgam of things that probably yeah. threw him off. But I, I honestly, I mean, I couldn't tell you that it's one that he it was impossible to stop because I mean, it went right between his legs and he was still standing. But it's yeah. just more of a okay. Well, this is one out of forty that I probably should have had. Yeah. You know. Yeah, like he went I mean, to go set happen. up, and the shot yeah. was already the shot was already let go. He right. probably, I, I feels like he just kind of wasn't anticipating uh, a shot right away, which Definitely. Uh, like you mentioned, probably had a whole bunch of things going into it. Um, Troy Stetcher on Sunday also had two assists. He looked really, really good. Uh, the steam has been picking up in Troy Stetcher's name. Uh, I just want to say Nolstradamus, one of my predictions for the season was that he was going to earn himself an extension before the end of this season. Uh, He signed a two-year deal worth $1.7 million AAV uh, over the summer. I think that, like, he is legitimately, uh, like, if you're gearing up for a contendership, like, he's just a great guy to have, uh, you know, playing on your third pairing. He's been playing with Mark Stahl all season. So, like, the fact that he has looked as, as good as he is, the fact that he hasn't, like, done anything stupid yet or, like, got caught really bad it's just kind of amazing uh the way that he's he's just been rock solid at every single possible turn and then on uh over the weekend he shows a little bit of offense the second goal that the red Wings scored if believe he passed it Giovanni Smith Robbie Fabry bangs home a rebound like Troy Stetcher made that play he got the puck to Giovanni Smith uh with space to shoot the puck. So uh, he just continues to impress and continues to keep it going on both sides of the ice. You know, when he, when he started and you were, you were gloating about him. Um, I, I didn't, I guess I didn't notice it as much in the beginning of the year. Um, to me, it, he seemed more like somebody, not like he was doing anything wrong, but it seemed like he was getting comfortable in his role and with his team. Yeah. But I have seen these last two weeks. He, he, best defenseman on our team in my opinion some games 100 percent, all games it's 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 a relief and uh kind of i guess like a breath of fresh air really seeing somebody who's hungry like he is and it's in, in both zones really too it's not like we're talking about madison bowie and um you know trevor daly and the previous year and for him to be able to step into this team and make this big that big of a difference this fast it's been i mean I'm over the hill. I'm over the moon with him now. Yeah. And uh, just when it like comes to um, like, that's, that's the one thing we've been looking for. It's just a little bit of peace of mind. And I think he supplies that. I tweeted out a gift the other night uh, on, I think it was from Friday night. I can't remember who it was. I want to say it was like Goudreau uh, basically like had a path 
to a breakaway. Like if he would have kicked on the Jets, he could have had a breakaway. Troy Stetcher steps in front of him, makes life difficult for him, uh, holds him up while everybody continues to rush in. And then I think it was like a three-on-one, three-on-two type situation. He gets down in the lane, blocks the pass, kicks the puck up to Mantha, puck huds the other way, and they just immediately clear it. And that's just something you don't – like those are the little things that we talk about is uh, being, being able to not only make the play – but also get it out of the zone in a safe manner. And that's a two-step process, right? And uh, a lot of times when it's Mark Stahl back there or, you know, whoever, they're not making both steps. Sometimes they are stopping that pass, but then puck gets caught in their feet. Then the puck stays in the zone. Uh, it, it gets a little dicey, dicey. So um, it's just good to, good to have that peace of mind back there. He's been absolutely rock solid. Uh, Ryan and Gagne. Each had an assist on Sunday, and then Amestikov had an empty net goal. He's got a goal in two straight games, had one Friday night, which we will touch on in just a second because we do want to talk about Philip Sedina just a little bit. But first, I got to talk to you guys today about rockauto.com. That's right, folks. It's a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or your daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. Why would you spend 30, 50, even 100% more for the same exact auto parts at a chain store or a new car dealership when you can go to rockauto.com? It's it's just, you know, you have a computer in your pocket, open it up, go to rockauto.com, see everything that you need in a nice convenient catalog. Their prices are always re- reliably low uh, and always the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. So go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. And when you get there, just write lockdown in their how did you hear about us section so that they know we sent you. They've got amazing selection, reliably low prices, and all the parts your car will ever need. It's rockauto.com. Fender off gives him the business. February is Black History Month, and the Lockdown Podcast Network is honoring the challenges and successes of Black men and women in sports with a new series called Lockdown Presents, More Than the Game. This week, Candace Cooper of Lockdown Tar Heels and Erica Ayala of Lockdown Women's Basketball discuss the opportunities and challenges that some face with being a black woman in sports. Subscribe to Lockdown Presents podcast feed on radio.com app or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, segment two here at the Lockdown Red Wings podcast, recapping the 4-1 win over the Florida Panthers on Sunday. First loss that the Florida Panthers have been handed in regulation. Nice little feather in the cap of the Detroit Red Wings right there. Uh but I want to take it one step back. And I said, we're not going to, you know, go into uh, Friday night's matchup too much because we got a window recap. And so let's focus on that. But there was something good that happened in that Friday night game. Philip Zadina returned and he immediately made his impact felt. He had an assist uh, on the Red Wings lone goal. It was an domestic off goal. And he just got right back to it. He's getting first line minutes. They put him up there with Larkin. Uh, I believe him or them two and Giovanni Smith started on the first line that night and it was instant chemistry. They instantly uh, got going and it ultimately led to the Red Wings taking a one nothing lead. You know, and you can get a player like that, who's a playmaker at heart and you can find him somebody in the NHL that can get in those open lanes for him. Like you see that with like a, I guess you could say like a Braden point and Kucherov or when uh, um, Panarin was on, the same line as Patrick Kane. Mm-hmm. It's 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 like they're the same person. I don't think there's somebody on the Red Wings right now that is that well there isn't in my opinion somebody who will be that long term person for him. 
but you got to imagine when that's what I'm going to be looking for in upcoming free agencies and through trades. Or I guess even if you want to, I think, I feel like Raymond is around the same type of player. I was, I was going to say, dude, I think Phillips Adina and Lucas Raymond, like if they hit their ceilings. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's somebody, that's something to look for in the future. But as of right now, I mean, just like I've said before, before he was injured, like he's, he looks, he looks so, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Confident. Yes. Confident. <laughs> he looks motivated and he looks confident. Uh, yeah, like really just stepping in. He and he has provided so much energy too. And so this is actually my first takeaway from the weekend. At full strength, this team can win games. This team is like I, I don't I don't even want to go as far as to say like a 500 team, like maybe a 400 team. Like they can win four out of ten when this lineup is fully intact. I obviously understand that's not how the NHL works in general because there's so many injuries, but also in this peculiar year where you have five guys just all of a sudden, boom, basically get injured at the same time uh, and have to, you know, head to, or, you know, hop off the roster right quick. Uh, And we saw the results of that. We saw the results of a team who is struggling with confidence and then had their roster depleted four games into the season. And then of, I hate to even like <laughs> give them uh, any sort of excuse for the eight game losing streak. Cause like things did get real bad there for a hot second, but you notice with Fabry and Zadina, both in the lineup, like it just feels like such a big deal, probably a bigger deal than it should be, but you still have two guys uh, then in the lineup who can finish, who can make that one extra pass, who can uh, hit, have that one extra whack at the puck when it's, rattling around in front we saw that with Robbie Fabry on uh Sunday he was able to get like a dirty goal just somebody who can finish goals uh and and make that pass and make that play I think is just it's it's so killer especially for this team who when they're out like (laughs) maybe two lines are okay and and it's just yeah like what what we were saying during our meltdown podcast after the first Tampa Bay game it's it, we were just we're so paper thin up front it's almost insulting to watch sometimes but when you have these younger players coming back in if we're well, not even younger players is when you have these guys come back in that can fill out that second line and give us more of a a two threat instead of okay just shut down our top line and then it, that's what gives us hope as as Red Wings fans that, hey, maybe we will be able to end this eight, nine game losing streak. It's going to be okay. It's just this, it's like, it's almost sad that we have one win out of the last 10. Is it, was it a nine game losing streak or 10? Eight. Or eight, 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 sorry. Eight, 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 sorry. Yeah. Um, it's sad that we're this pumped over a Red Wings win, but I'll take it. Well, well I, so, and here's the thing that is, throws the extra uh cherry on top i don't even know if it's a cherry on top it's maybe it's a caveat i don't really know anthony mantha healthy scratch before the game so we're like i mean everybody's you know just it came out of absolutely nowhere red wings put out their lineup i was like oh oh christian juice goes up to the top pairing which i like a lot we'll get to well i don't know if we'll get to that today uh but I like, I saw that and I go, I tweeted out. I was like, Oh, nice. Christian juice up to the top pairing. I like uh, what he's brought to the table this year. Um, yada, yada, yada. And then I tweeted it. And then I went back and looked at it and I was like, wait a minute, where the hell is Anthony Mantha? 
and he just wasn't in the lineup. And it was one of those things where it was so out of left field that like everybody was wondering if he was okay. Like if there was uh, something personal that took him away from things at like the last minute. But then we find out after that none of that is true. He just got healthy scratched, uh, presumably for his effort in the Tim Bay Friday game. But the timing of it is so peculiar because he was one of the only goal scorers in the last couple of games. And you already have Bertuzzi out and you're starting a new series on the road. So it's like, all right, well, what are you doing there? Uh, and just just weird timing. What did you make of that? You know, it's kind of crazy that how good the team looked too with him being <laughs> him being out for a game. Uh, it was something that I was able to more I, I was able to sit back and I guess relax and watch the game more. It, it's also kind of crazy too that we almost put up 40 shots in the game as well with our our elite sniper heavy quotations out for to <laughs> go relax and get his shit together. So uh, you know, it's it's a really interesting uh and like like you were saying like i can't even drag blash because it worked it was it you're you you bench your best sniper and we get four goals and 40 shots in the win the most the most goals this season the first two goal lead they had this season and the first multi-goal win they had this season so uh, i think it was the first time we've seen them up over 35 shots too i could be wrong but i mean yeah, I think you might be right. Um, it doesn't even matter. When was the last time? Yeah, it's it's a rare occurrence, shots? nonetheless. Even last year. Yeah, even last year, it doesn't happen. I just thought it was, like, so weird. And I, I, I kind of want to pump the brakes on, like, just all the, the vitriol and the, yeah, the hate not, that sometimes runs, yeah. run, runs through this podcast on both the Blashill and the Mantha front. Because, quite yeah. frankly... I mean, hey, you know, we, we've made our uh, statements. There's only so much we can say about that situation. So I think we're just like, as a show, trying to steer away from having those conversations. But when you do something like this, obviously we have to talk about it. And I honestly don't think, like, you just wonder, like, it's <laughs> it's such a rock and a hard place for Red Wings fans because these were like the two things that were pissing them off the most is Blash taking guys out of the lineup and Mantha not playing well. So uh it's like, what do you, how do you feel about this? And I think, Hey, it's a lost season <laughs> already clearly. And uh, while I do think it's like a little bit ridiculous that, you know, Franz Nielsen does not come out of the lineup, but it's just an interesting treatment of a star player and singling him out and saying uh, you are better than what we are paying for right now. You are better than uh, the contract that we gave you over the summer. And you are setting a bad example for others. And I think that could be uh, maybe the, the biggest part of it, because obviously, you know, we don't, we like to dog on Franz Nielsen, but I'm sure he's, you know, pushing hard. And when they do like the sled drives and stuff like that, you know, I'm sure like these guys at the end of the day uh, on the bottom lines are working hard. They're just not very good hockey players. When you have a guy like Anthony Mantha, who does leave potential untapped, I think it's okay to have a double standard for star players and role players, but you're kind of seeing the opposite of that to where usually, you know, they get special treatment in a better way, but right now, Anthony Mantha's kind of getting special treatment in a negative way. It doesn't bother me at all. I mean, just holding people accountable. I mean, it's just part of, that's part of all of our everyday lives. Just because you're good at scoring goals when you feel like scoring goals or you feel like playing well, not even feel like, but when you are playing well, 
I mean, you're going to get rewarded with, you know, more time on ice, a bigger role in the lineup. You know, it's, you're going to become a bigger person in our, in our city because of it. But I don't think that just because a star player is having issues that you would give him that preferential treatment saying, Oh, you know, he'll get better. Cause I mean, quite frankly, they already did that. It didn't work. Yeah. So, well, I mean, it did a little bit like he had, he turned it up a little bit, started scoring some goals. He scored. Yeah. But he still looks like he, he still looked like he was a bet, uh, a step slower than everybody. And it's an interesting situation because like, you don't want to just throw these things uh, upon him. I, I saw a debate going on on Twitter today between uh, Prashant Thayer and uh, somebody else. And it was just like, is Mantha lazy? Like we don't, we can't necessarily say that he's lazy. He just looks lost sometimes. And that could be a, mm-hmm. that could be a result of many, many things. Like that could be a result of something going on in his personal life that like, I mean, like how many times in, I, I hate to extrapolate and use high school experiences. How many times in your like high school life that were you like, you know, having to play a serious game or something like that. But in the back of your mind, like if there's a serious, serious problem at home, like you're thinking about it when you're on the ice, like when you're at practice, it just kind of is what it is. It is, it's life. And and when you're on the road and you're in these situations where you're alone, you're quarantined, like mental health uh, is something that is much more fickle right now than it ever has felt, uh, frankly, uh, because of all the circumstances, the pandemic and whatnot. And so that's something that could play into it as well. So maybe it's saying, hey, take a couple days off, uh, get your head right, get your mind right. You know, this thing that's bothering you, go ahead and worry about that. Yep. It could be a plethora of things. And just because Jeff Blaschel is not commenting on it, I think that uh, we owe the respect to both of them as human beings to kind of not rush to judgment on this front. Yeah. And quite frankly, too, it's just like just talking crap about him, too. Like it's not going to do anything to help him or us or the listeners get over what's going on so far this year. So it's just what, what there's no need for it. Yeah. Everybody be happy. It's okay. Hey, he's going to still Wait, score one, goals. One win and Mr. Positivity is uh, back. Yeah. I I, it. It's, it's real easy. Sometimes Eternal sometimes optimism. it's really easy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. We're going to close out the recap of the Florida Panthers win uh, from Sunday in just a second. But first I got to talk to you guys about bet online. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. Football might be over, but the NBA, college basketball, and the NHL are in full swing. Bet online even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV, real time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. Do you watch reality TV, Ethan? I know. I think you're a big Bachelor guy, right? Yeah. You. Why would you say it like that? Why would you like? fake saying yes we know like you are a bachelor guy my girlfriend's a bachelor woman no i don't you have tried to get me to watch the bachelor on multiple occasions like maybe like during the off season when nothing's on I actually, I think we were watching. You know what? I, I, think, I told you, know what? you actually, it. you know what? I just remembered. We were watching the Bachelor when Rudy Gobert got COVID. I thought we were playing two K. We were, but you had the you had the Bachelor going on your computer. God, we were watching three things at one time. Well, no, no like we were just, playing video games. You were on the computer watching the Bachelor. Crazy nowadays, huh? Yeah, 
Rudy Gobert oh. got COVID. Uh, yeah. So you can bet on The Bachelor because I know you're a big fan. Uh, totally. <laughs> bet online as you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best place or it's the best way to place your bets and it's free to sign up. Head over to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit using the promo code locked on. That's promo code locked on, L O C K E D O N, at Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. This is uh, Bertuzzi looking at Setaguchi across the ice, and your dead seems to be what uh, he's mouthing. Get the upper hand in your fantasy league with daily fantasy advice from Lockdown Fantasy Hockey. Fantasy hockey expert Scott Cohen gives you the tips, insights, and analysis for season-long dynasty and DFS leagues, breaking down all the stats and information to keep you ahead of the competition. Subscribe to Lockdown Fantasy Hockey wherever you get your podcasts. All right, Ethan, segment three here. Uh, one of my other takeaways is like kind of something that we've been talking about, so we can kind of like breeze right through it, but it's that Giovanni Smith belongs in this lineup every single game. He, the fact that he delivers a Gordie Howe hat trick after like fans are clamoring for him to get a real shot in the lineup. And mind you, he did this all in like 1109 of ice time. Uh, it really just kind of showed you every single thing that he can do for this team. And we've talked about, and, and this is a conversation for, probably another time, but like expansion draft type stuff, we might see Giovanni Smith play himself into a protected role. And I think that's going to be something that will be really fun to watch down the stretch as I think he gets more opportunities. Uh, But I got this quote here from Robbie Fabry that I think sums it up pretty well. He said, quote, it was a great example of what he brings to the team. He has a great mentality coming in and doing what is needed. He did a little bit of everything with a hit, a goal and an assist and a fight. Uh, that's what we need out of him. So, I mean, there it is like kind of straightforward, but uh, just really some, they don't really have anybody else who can do it all right now, frankly. And Giovanni Smith's not going to score 30, 35 goals, but he obviously has shown he can put the puck in the back of the net when he needs to, he can finish check down low. Uh, he can just do so many things that a lot of guys in this lineup, frankly, cannot. Kind of a poor man's Tom Wilson. Yeah. Kind of. Kind of. You're big. Uh, oh, wait. No, that was Evan who put Tom Wilson as his tight end the other day. Yeah. I was going to say, you've been on the Tom Wilson train lately. No, not good. me. I'm not. <laughs> yeah. Tom Wilson's not really on my radar. Uh and you are just so happy for him. We talked about it at the top of the episode, so we won't get into that uh, much longer. Thomas Grice can steal a game. That was another takeaway that I had. It was something that we believed, but just hadn't, uh, frankly, sadly seen haven't yet. seen confirmed. Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> hey, now uh, I did it. What did you make of that hit on Luke Lendenny? Because I thought, like, in all honesty, let's be a little bit real. The hit that Giovanni Smith laid was also a little bit high. Uh, but he got penalized for it. Racco Gudis did not. And Racco Gudis is somebody who has a history. So like you would think that they are going to be like watching those things a little bit closer or maybe not giving him the benefit of the doubt in that sense. Just a dirty hit took Luke Lundenning out of the game, put them shorthanded. And uh, I, I was just really surprised that he didn't end up going to the box. Yeah, I was too. Um, in defense of hockey in general, I just think the game's getting too fast. Mm-hmm. And it seems like every time there's a big hit, whether it's a clean hit or a dirty hit, there always seems to be a penalty coming out of it. And I'm not a huge fan of that. I feel like the physicality from hockey is is really starting to leave the sport, which is not something that I wanted 
when you know you see the transition of where where this game wants to go like not that i i i want players getting concussions or anything like that there's i just feel like there's a a line to toe between um headshots and a very hard hit and i don't think i think the nhl is really towing the line much more towards um give a penalty give a penalty every single time it'll just you know even if it's just a two-minute penalty and then after that, obviously, player safety can take a look at it. But um, yeah, I guess you could. St- I could say that it was a bit high, and I'm surprised that there wasn't a penalty called. But it's 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 a physical sport. Yeah, I mean, like what I I I do hear you. It's like it's like that's the obvious result of Rocco Gudis hitting Luke Landetting, but uh. Still, if you can't catch them clean, you know, then maybe don't make the hit in the first place. I don't know. And, and Reco Gudis has a history of that as well, of being a dirty player. Well, that's what I'm so saying. You, you'd think there would be a penalty there. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I don't know. Just a, just a weird thing. And I'm, I'm interested to see, and we can get into what we want to see from them in tonight's game because they do play game two, going for that uh, two-game win streak for the first time this year. Yeah. Uh, I I would really be surprised if this game didn't have even more chippiness and lead us into another series, which I think starts in like next week to start the week or something like that. Uh, I just think it's gonna gonna keep going the more these guys play each other. Yeah, I mean, what I think we said that they're playing each other at least six times in three weeks. Yeah, good, good. It's it's we. I need some fun to watch. You know, like it, it sometimes can be tough watching these Red Wings games. And even if we're losing for playing against a rival, it's still going to be chippy and fun to watch. So I'm all yeah. about it. Um, give me your uh, gut feeling because they did win. So I don't know if they'll change too many things with the lineup. Does Anthony Matt to play Tuesday night? I would say, yeah. They'll give him one game rest. And I, I don't think it's, I don't think Manta being out of the lineup just because we won is something that you really want i don't i don't think that's a, i don't think yeah it's but a what if it lights a fire under him because he's not playing while the team's winning and then he's like man i wish i was having fun with my friends so <laughs> all right like, well then maybe maybe it will work Sit him again. <laughs> i don't know you know i'm no, no sports I psychologist care. i don't care yeah 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 uh Anything, what, what do you want to see uh, a continuation of the most, I think, uh, or in this game tonight? Because I think for me personally, it's just the, I liked that the defensemen were getting in uh, a little bit on the offense uh, in the game. We talked about defensemen scoring. It, it turns out to be Mark Stahl. Like, you got to love that. Uh, and then Stetcher with two assists. So I would love to keep that going a little bit. Keep those guys on the point sheet at the end of the game. I think that's going to result in more wins uh, simply just obviously by putting more points on the board, but being able to create from different places and give opposing defenses, different looks when you're in the zone, when you're on the rush, uh, whatever it may be, I would like to see the defense get a little bit more involved with the offense. Yeah. And with what you're saying there too, when that defense does get involved, that's what leads you to close to 40 shots a game. Yeah. Yeah. If everybody's sitting back and if, we're a passive team that tries to win by not losing. That's that's when you're going to see low twenties. Yeah, in in a sixty minute game, 
So I'm, I'm all about that. I think a more aggressive style with this team would help us. I, I don't feel like we need to be playing that passive style just strictly because we don't, like we said before, we don't have Jonathan Erickson and Trevor Daly on our blue line anymore. We have players that want the puck and want to move the puck. Yeah, but I, well, uh, this might become too long of a uh, discussion to close the episode here. Actually, I've kind of like softened my stance on the like defensive uh, minded approach. I don't think it should maybe affect lineup decisions as much as it has. Uh, But I mean, like it's working. (laughs) Like, they're keeping the score down for the most part. And a lot of these games, like uh, against Florida, they were good. Tampa in that second game, you know, like the defense hasn't really been the problem. It's been the complete inability to score on special teams and put the puck on the back of the net. Listen, if your uh, power or penalty kill goes, you know, two for nine over a or two for 10 over a series, like that should be enough to win. But if your power play uh, goes over 10 and that's, never ever going to be enough to win so i i really do think that with these guys back uh the zadinas the fabries maybe even the Gagne's, uh who can help just create a little bit more offense i'm actually might be okay with them playing like this more defensive style of game because they have you know a, a two three more guys in there who can put the puck in the back of the net yeah i'm about it just say it, i it's I'll keep it's it just brief. boring that's all yeah right so uh all right rate review subscribe we'll see you back here or actually yeah we will be back tomorrow but i'm not sure with what exactly because ethan has a hockey game Tuesdays, baby. yeah so uh we'll be back wednesday with something and then we'll probably record a recap of the game uh for thursday's episode so apologies it's a bit late appreciate you guys working with us in our schedules and we'll see you back here tomorrow same time same place it's your team every day Locked On Red Wings, your daily podcast on the Detroit Red Wings. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.